0: If you are in a healthy situation, allow her to be around that. Allow her to be around a healthy family, a healthy marriage. Have her over for dinner so that she can see that there are other options and that she doesn't have to settle for this.
1: If it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to search it out, then queen, we have a few questions to ask and a few conversations to have. I am your host, Liv Dooley, and I cannot wait to introduce you to some of the women who inspire me to fall more deeply in love with the Word of God and walk in integrity in new ways every day. I am so grateful that you're here. Let's go on and get to work. Hey y'all, it's me, Liv, and I am so incredibly grateful that you have joined me for yet another conversation here at The Best Kept Secret. I hope and pray that you are thriving this week, but just in case you don't feel as if you are thriving, I want you to know you have a companion in me. I am walking through an intense season, but I have to let you know that the Lord is as faithful here as he is on the mountaintop experiences that we get to enjoy together. And it's my prayer that you see him in the small details of your life. I am really looking forward to getting into the conversation that we're going to have today. It is so necessary and our guest and I were so new as we talked with one another and enjoyed conversation with each other that when she shared about a past relationship she walked through, I was caught by surprise. I'm grateful that she was so transparent and that she really helped us to enter into this conversation because it is so necessary. Our world today is so obsessed with influence that we often fail to consider how important integrity is. And that is why I am so grateful that you have journeyed through this season with me. We must know how important it is to be mindful of those who have gathered around us, those whom the Lord has led us to influence and stop looking and obsessing over the large numbers because those who we are connected to, those whom we have the opportunity to do life with on a daily basis are watching us. And they're recognizing that too. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Mm -hmm. It's time for us to look around at those whom the Lord has positioned us to serve and lead and mentor and show up for this moment. It's time for us to be mindful of those whom he has been so kind and so gracious to bring to our front door and invite them in. It is time for us to stop pining for what we feel he's going to do in the future and start being present because hmm, this is holy ground and it is every bit as important, if not more, than those places we feel him leading us to take for his glory in the future. I am really grateful for The spaces that he's introduced us to. I am grateful for the young ladies that are gathering all around you. I'm grateful for those friends on your job whom you continue to look up and are always around. I'm grateful that he's given you a voice, an experience, wisdom, and gratitude so that you may lead them well. My God, make us more grateful today than we were yesterday. Help us to verbalize that gratitude and to point others back to your glory. It's an honor to show up for you in this world. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. It's that Tanya, my co-host Tanya, and I are back with another woman you should know. Tanya, girl, who should we know this week? Oh, Liv, I have such joy, actually, just getting ready to introduce this woman to everyone. I don't know why I'm a bit emotional. (laughs) Maybe it's because she's actually a friend to me and a sister to me and she lives in a different country i have met her one time and we've known each other for a couple years now so i've seen her face in person one time but she has been a blessing to my life for the time that i've known her we've worked together actually in in combos with my sister the mentorship network that i run And actually, we're going to be working together more on that. But let me step back. I have the privilege of introducing to everyone my friend, a woman of God. Her name is Tanea Hunter, and she is an evangelist, all right? She's an evangelist in the kingdom. She loves the Lord with all her heart. And she is a woman of God who is just navigating family life and marriage And who is passionate about sharing all that she has gained as a woman of God, as a wife, as a mother, as a sister. She hosts conversations for women that she affectionately calls coffee chats. Just for women to come together to connect on those everyday life topics that women of God just need to talk about with other women of God and be encouraged um, and be encouraged by other women of God about. So she hosts those. She is an author of the beautiful book called Dear Young Lady. And I hope you find her book, grab a copy, share it with a young woman that you know would benefit from some, some good Sister conversations, some good women of God conversations. Yes, I do appreciate what Tanea is doing. And mm-hmm. Tanea is someone that I've had the opportunity to interact with on social media, and she truly does care about mentoring other young ladies. When she found out that I had a scholarship program that the Colorfully Candid Paradigm was running years ago, she asked if she could share a few books with them as they prepare to go to college. And that blessed me so much, as well as the girls, because it just speaks to the greater body of Christ that we are all a part of. So I just appreciate how she really embodies This title of Everyday Mentor, because it has been such a joy to get to know Tanea through these Instagram streets. And Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) thank goodness, y'all, I know that as Tanya has already shared, she will definitely encourage your life. And help you to think about the different areas that the Lord is leading you to steward as well. Mm-hmm. Tanea Hunter is a woman you should know. And we are going to link all of the things so that you can get connected. As you know, Tanaya is not the only woman who we have the opportunity to introduce you today. Today, I'm also excited to introduce you to Stephanie Bright. Stephanie Bright is the founder and president of Christian Girl Pop, a non-denominational ministry for young women looking to explore and experience deeper Christian spirituality on their college campuses and beyond. At Christian Girls Pop, They encourage members to find their God-given purpose, remain in obedience, and pray fervently through the community and transparency they build together and enjoy. Stephanie Bright's heart is for the young woman, and when she rededicated her life to Christ on August 3rd, 2013, after running from God for the longest time, she immediately began to step out on faith, even going on to establish a Christian ministry on her college campus. Today, Stephanie continues to serve women on the college campuses the Lord positions her, as well as through the podcasts she hosts and the Selah retreats she offers. Her desire is for those whom she has the opportunity to work with to develop and strengthen their relationships with God, all the while enjoying the beauty and the benefit of a transparent community. You can find more about Stephanie Bright at christiangirlspop.com. And now, please help me welcome Stephanie to the Best kept Secret. All right, y'all. I am just so excited about the conversation that we are getting into. We are talking with a fellow podcaster who just has a beautiful podcast and some incredibly beautiful events that the Lord has led her to establish in our earth in this part of eternity. I'm really, really looking forward to getting into this conversation. How are you, Stephanie? How's your day going?
0: Hello, I'm doing great. I'm really excited to be here and just chit chat with you a little bit about what we got going on and what I have been blessed and entrusted with by the Lord. So yeah, I'm excited for this conversation. Oh my goodness, yes, yes, we
1: have met in these, as my friend Jenny says, in these social media streets. <laughs> oh, this is so cool to just have a moment to learn how it is that he is moving through you outside of what we see on social media, which is absolutely amazing. You know, I just first want to start off by asking, how did you fall in love with the Lord in even
0: feel led to found christian girls pop yeah so for me my journey began probably when i was a baby i was raised in church pastor's kid preacher's kid all of that so i always grew up with that foundation of who god was and knowing who god was but obviously as we know we got to learn them for ourselves and so um that was the thing that took some time and so um, the main thing that i like to say is that there were just a lot of different events that were the puzzle pieces that led me to really rededicate my life to the Lord and get back on track. Pretty sure I prayed for salvation for the first time around 13, but I didn't really get serious about it until after I left an emotionally abusive relationship that I had been in for a year and a half. And that was like the final thing. I was at rock bottom, and I knew that I needed to get back with God, and so that was the thing that led me to it and so Although I don't wish that upon anyone, that was my rock bottom. That was the thing that forced me like back to my my foundation, my true foundation, my first love and that's when I really got serious about my walk with Christ, rededicated my life to him and And really started walking with the Lord. And that was 10 years ago. And so that began my true journey of really walking in relationship with the Lord. And so as we all know, if y'all walk with Jesus, y'all know it's a journey (laughs) for sure. And so um, that's what it's been like the past 10 years. And so through that relationship with God, through walking with him over the years, that's how Christian Girls Pop came to be. So Christian Girls Pop is my baby. That's my ministry. And the POP stands for Purpose, Obedience, and Prayer. Those are the foundational principles for the ministry. And it actually was founded unbeknownst to me in 2015 in the fall. And so I was on my college campus. I was a sophomore at the time. And my mentor had previously, a couple months ago, said, hey, Seth, you should consider like launching your own Bible studies on campus. And I was like, no, no, girl. Like I was so not for it at all. And you would think that I would be for growing up in church, going to Bible study all the time, but it wasn't on my radar at all. I was going to school for nursing and that's just, that was my main focus. And so I decided to just pray about it. And then sure enough, the Lord was like, yes, it's like, that's what you need to be doing. And so I did those Bible studies on campus for three years. Once again, not knowing that this would turn into a whole, like, that's my life now, (laughs) And so for me, the biggest thing was just really saying yes to him and just following his lead. Like I said, I started Bible studies, but not thinking that it would just be a whole ministry. I thought, hey, I'm going to do this Bible study for a couple of years. Then, boom, I can go do, you know, do what the girl got to do. I'm going to make my money as a nurse. I'm going to go do me. And I did. I worked as a nurse for four years. And then the Lord called me out of that career to focus on Christian Girls Pop full time. And so that's where I've been ever since. So Yeah, that is beautiful. You know,
1: I do want to back up for one moment, if you're okay with that. I want to ask, how old did you say you were when you left that emotionally abusive relationship?
0: I was, let me see, that was in 20. Maybe you did. I did (laughs) some math. Hold on. I was 16. (laughs) Wow. Yes. And so it was rough.
1: Yeah, I'm really grateful that you shared that. I, if we can, I don't want to go into details unless you are comfortable with that. but If we could just talk about some maybe overarching things, um, were there authority figures in your life that noticed it and that supported you through that, or was that something that you felt you were kind of navigating independently?
0: Oh, yeah. And I'm totally open book with it. I have no problem with it. But for me, no, I was definitely just doing it all on my own. No one knew how bad things were. I was hiding it from everyone. My Like anyone that knew about the relationship did not know the extent of it. And to a point, I don't even think I knew the full extent of how bad it was until I left it. You know, they always say hindsight is twenty twenty. And then once I really started realizing how toxic the relationship really was, by then I was so deep in. Then it was hard for me to come out of it on my own. And so once again, like I said, I would not recommend that or you know put that on anyone. But for me, that's what made me call on the Lord because I knew how to pray. I just wasn't praying, but I knew how. And I realized, Lord, I can't get out of this on my own. Like I'm actually ready to get out of this and I can't, I can't do this by myself. And so that's when like, I need you to step in and be the one to fix this and 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 move on my behalf. And so- that's when I really called on the Lord and said, hey, Lord, Like if that was my prayer, I said, Lord, if you'll get me out of this, I'll serve you the rest of my days. And I was like, that's my prayer. It was, a, I don't know, Hail Mary. I don't know what everyone to call. It. I was just throwing a prayer of like, Lord, you have got to help me with this. And he did like he came through like just right on my behalf. And it's similar to like what we read in Psalms a lot. Like I was actually reading that this morning of Psalms and how David is constantly just reminded of how he called on the Lord and God answered him and how he pulled him out of the miry clay and set his feet on a rock. And and that's what the Lord did for me. And like I will forever share my story and forever share of the goodness of who he is because that's that moment is that was my pivotal moment. That was my turning point to turn literally from all my sin, from all the garbage that I was walking in and just living in daily and do a full 180 turn to Christ and just give him my yes. And it's just That's just all it's been. It's just a yes every day. And here we are. (laughs)
1: Wow. My goodness. I just appreciate how you have spoken into the power that God extends to each and every one of us. You know, there is no Holy Spirit Junior. Our God has no grandkids. It doesn't matter at whatever age that we are, that we call on him. He shows up for us. And that is an incredible encouragement. We have a lot of mamas a lot of mentors, and even some young ladies that listen to this podcast. So I specifically wanted to ask a little bit more about that. But I don't know whom you feel more moved to speak to in this moment. But what would you say to the mom that is concerned that that her daughter's relationship is not healthy and her daughter's not listening? What would you say to the mentor who's noticing some unhealthy patterns evolving in her mentee her niece her little sister's relationships what kind of advice would you have to share what could you have needed in that time sis it is time for you to start communicating confidently about God's truth. And I am here to help you do that. Whether you want to begin launching your own podcast, or you want to recognize your areas of strength and the opportunities of growth you have, you can find a variety of resources in the show notes below, as well as at liveduly.com. It's there that you can access the seven podcasting essentials that I cannot do without, as well as the confidence quiz that I've prepared just for you. Now, go be great.
0: Yeah, no, that's a really great question. Um, I think when we see people in those types of situations, our first response is to try to beat Captain Save the Day and just sweep her off her feet and just take her off. And if you are in that type of situation, a lot of times your brain is not seeing things properly. You're not thinking through the proper lens, I guess. And so it's hard to see the truth for what it is. And when people confront you with that, if not done correctly, it can actually push you away and or it can make you want to push them away. And so then it's not, now you're just further clinging on to that toxic thing. And so my biggest advice is that you just simply remind her of, who she is, of her identity, of her worth and her value. Allow those seeds to be planted in her mind. So that she, when she begins to make those decisions and and as she's trying to navigate of what she wants to do and how she wants to, to proceed, that she will remember those words that you spoke over her, that she will remember the Bible verses that you sent her that remind her that she is fearfully and wonderfully made. That she is, you know, more precious than rubies. Like these verses that talk about the worth of a of a woman or just a, an individual in general and so um reminding her of those things yes if the time allows and and the the situation allows and if you want to speak to those things of what you have been noticing um then go for it but it has to be done with wisdom like i said a rosary can make her want to just pull further away and um and really just run from what she needs to do so Really instill that worth and value in her and remind her that she is worth more than what she is essentially settling for right now or that she's allowing. Um, And then if you are in a healthy situation, allow her to be around that. Allow her to be around a healthy family, a healthy marriage. Have her over for dinner, you know, when your family's gonna eat dinner or something like that so that you're not shoving a bunch of things down her throat, but you're showing her this is what the possibility is if you are, you know, in a godly marriage or in a healthy relationship, so that she can see that there are other options and that she doesn't have to settle for this.
1: That is so beautiful. My goodness. Thank you for that advice. I, uh, it is something that resonates with me and uh, I can't say anymore because of the present state that my husband and I are walking through with a few loved ones, but that is precious. Thank you. Yeah. I'd ask, you know, how exactly did you feel led to establish Christian Girls Pop on the principles of purpose, obedience, and prayer? And did you start it at your, um, I, I suppose, did you re-establish it at your former Christian campus? Or have you, you know, been employed by a new campus and you're establishing it there? What exactly... Does your model look like as the Lord kind of lays it out step by step?
0: Yeah, so great question. So like I said, it was not planned by me at all. I thought I'm going to do this, not just this little Bible study, but essentially that's the way my brain was thinking. I'm going to do this Bible study. I'm going to graduate and we're going to move on. And so I did it for three years while I was there on my campus. I finished out my time there, graduated. It never had a name. It never had anything. It was just, hey, women's Bible study. We didn't even have a designated location to meet. Like, I just had a group chat and a prayer. And I was like, all right, sis. Like, I was like, look, we're meeting in the laundry room today. That's like, And I would have to go like 30 minutes to an hour before the Bible study and like stake out my territory because people would be coming in. I'm like, no, like I need this for Bible study. So like, it was never um, a really formal thing, but I did it. I was consistent with it. And I knew that's what the Lord had me doing. So once I graduated, I thought I'm done. Bible studies are done. We can move on. And that wasn't the case. And so I just really started feeling an urging to go online with it because it had never been online in any form. And um, through a lot of confirmation and prayer I did. And so in 2018, that's when I officially launched it online. And so then I told the Lord, like, okay, like if we're going online, I need a name. <laughs> and so then he just gave me the whole, boom, like the whole layout plan. I always say that God is my marketing analyst. He's my strategy guy. He's my business. Like, I just, I just do what he says. Like, I, I people are like, that's a great idea. I'm like, it's not mine, but thanks. <laughs> like, like, I'm just saying, yes, I, I'm not cool enough to come up with stuff like this. So it was just literally the Lord downloading all of this to me. And um, then I started just really operating within those foundational principles and teaching on those principles, doing Bible studies and such. And so we've just grown from Facebook to Instagram, YouTube, website, and, and then so on and so forth. And so with regards to the college campus itself, I actually did not get vision about being on college campus, I think until 2019 or the beginning of 2020 that's when um, the Lord was showing me that this would be something that would be on college campuses. Um, And it wasn't actually until the end of last year that I was able to really begin walking in the fulfillment of that. And so um, it actually was not on my initial college campus. So our first um, official Bible study was on Texas Southern University's campus. And it was just amazing how it was all just laid out for me and God was showing me like, this is where I was gonna begin. And now we're beginning to spread to other campuses as well. Um, but it was just, it's all the Lord's doing. I had to show up. My goodness. That is amazing. I mean, really. That is the model
1: for obedience. And oh, I just love the freedom that comes when we follow him. Yeah. We can often obsess over the small steps that it takes to get there. But when we choose to pursue obedience... He shows up, since I like to ask, how has integrity blessed you at a young age to be able to reach other college age students?
0: Yeah, so integrity is one of those things that we hear about it maybe in like a leadership seminar or, you know, just one of those pep talks. But a lot of times we don't really see how that fits into our life or what that really involves. But integrity really can be one of the more focal points of our lives if we allow it to be. And for me, especially being a leader on college campuses, my thing was the streets are watching. Like that was my big thing. Whether I want them to or not, they're watching. And it's not to say that I'm perfect. And it's not to say that I am the ultimate standard to live by because I'm definitely not. Watch me when I'm hungry and I get a little hangry, right? Like I'm not the standard, okay? But I'm just trying to make y'all look to him, okay? That's the goal. And so my life should reflect him so that you are drawn to him, that you are curious about him if you don't know him or that you want to go deeper with him because of something that you see in my life. And so that was just always a thing that I've always thought about for years, like the streets are watching. I remember one time specifically in college, I was leading Bible studies probably for half a year to a year at that point and there was a guy. <laughs> so story time. Um, tell so, it. Right? and no, right? It's like everybody snuggles up. Like, oh, we're ready. We're ready for this. <laughs> um, so with this guy, he had just been a guy that I talked to for a little bit. Realized that it was not for me. Um, but we had decided to just try and remain friends or something like that. We had mutual friends, so still just trying to make it work. Um, but there had been times where we would all meet up in his apartment. Just to kind of hang out. So there was one specific time that we were supposed to meet up, but no one else came. And so it was just him and I and the apartment. And it was totally fine. Like we sat on opposite sides of the room. Like there was nothing that happened or anything like that. But I got convicted once I left because I was like, my Bible study girls, if they see me coming out of this guy's room, they don't know that nothing happened. They don't know that it was just an innocent conversation. They don't know. That, you know, like I was doing my homework, he was doing his, there was nothing else. From just the outside looking in, I look like I'm doing the same thing that I know they're doing behind closed doors with their guy. And so I said, no, like we I have to stop this. Um, and I, I had to make that decision. I am not going to put myself in that position because I, as a leader, have to be held to the higher standard. And it was just that moment. It was one of those moments that really solidified that idea, that model that the streets are watching. And so I want to present the best image. If somebody had asked me, hey, Steph, like, what, were you, what were you doing? I could have easily explained it. But sometimes you want to make sure that you're living a life that you don't even have to always explain everything because it's just so evident, right? And so some, somebody makes you hear this and they're like, does it really take all that? Like, who cares what they think? And yes, I get that to a point because people will just talk about whatever, right? But you want to make sure that you're, like the Bible said, living above approach, that you're living in a way that there is the least amount of questions that need to be asked, that you are, you know, hey, if that's her curfew, all right, I see her pulling up a parking lot, there's her curfew. She's not, you know, bending on her rules. She's not, you know, going against them or wishy-washy about things uh, because people are, especially if you if you are in some type of leadership position, people are watching people are and that's just part of the territory that's what comes with it if you're going to lead then people are watching you lead they're 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 following after you and so for integrity for me means that i'm making sure that i am backing up what i'm teaching each week on a college campus so that they are seeing that okay she means what she says she's not just saying this cuz it's on a cute powerpoint slide and it has some scripture to go with it but that she's really living this thing out
1: mm-hmm. These streets are watching, (laughs) y'all. They are. They are watching. I appreciate how you shared how you could have easily explained what it was that you were doing. However, it's not always about, it's about just showing up and being who you say you were going to be without having to explain everything. That is so good. You know, when I was in college, I was a heathen. And so I just bless you and your testimony. There was a Christian sorority and a Christian fraternity on campus. And I mean, they, they weren't really a sorority or a fraternity. They had Greek letters, but I think that was just about all. Um, but they would do things like party with the lights and, you know, all this weird stuff. And I was just like, what? And so I would scour their pages on Facebook and I would find all of my friends that were a part of these groups and just like look at their pictures and I remember talking to one of my friends and saying so y'all y'all like party with the lights on I mean you no. don't really dance and stuff and they were like no we don't and it was just so fascinating to me now I wasn't ever invited to one of those events maybe because they were they knew I was a heathen they said oh, I don't know no, 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 um Never had they invited me. I really felt as if I would have gone because I was so interested. I'd never seen anything like it. And to this day, I know friends that have incredibly beautiful ministries that the Lord led them to establish in that space. And they are still some of the people that encourage me most because to see how they have served the Lord faithfully for years now to see how they are still pursuing his face to see how they are still following after him is an incredible encouragement and y'all are right these streets are watching because I don't even know if they know I exist seriously I wasn't even so they're probably like oh it's this handed limb that keeps liking all my stuff (laughs)
0: yeah no that's a really great point I'm glad you brought that up
1: yeah yeah You offer, as we've shared, kind of a variety of different things. But one of the things that caught my eye was your Selah singleness retreats. And I just need you to say more. I just need you to talk about this for as long as you want. How on earth? did you begin to host these retreats? What is behind the name? What do y'all do? Tell us what Amber you want to tell us.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Yes. So CELA retreats are kind of one of my new babies within Christian Girls Park. And I love them. They're so much fun. So um, actually CELA retreats, each one has a different theme. And so my most recent one was Ceylon Singleness, and singleness. And I'll share about that in a second. But I launched the first one or I started the first one in April of 2022 and that was my initial one and then uh, the one in the fall was Selah Rest and Change and then um, the one in the spring of this year was Selah and Singleness and so um looking forward to the one in the winter actually this year we'll be doing Selah and Prayer and so each one has a different theme and so I once again, not cool enough to come up with these ideas on my own. This was all the Lord's doing. He was like, hey, you're going to do retreats. You're going to do them twice a year. This is the name. I said, okay, I don't even know what Selah means, but I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> like, when I tell you I'm not cool enough to come up with stuff like this, I'm just obedient. That's all it is. So Selah is a Hebrew word. Um, you most often will see it in the Psalms. Um, and it means a couple different things. The overall arching thing is it means to rest. but It can also mean to pause um, in like a musical term. So a lot of the songs were actually written as songs or hymns. And so it was there as a musical term to say, hey, pause before you go to the next stanza. And so all of it really is just meaning to take a break, to pull back for a second, to rest. And so that's exactly what the retreats are focused on, holistic rest, physical, spiritual, emotional rest. And a lot of times I, I notice that God really does want to speak to us, but we are not in a position to hear from him because of how busy we are, because of just all the noise that we have going on. And so these retreats are literally out in the middle of nowhere. It's on a beautiful property, Holt Hill Ranch. And um, that property is actually available for other people to use as well. It's a venue space, Um, but it's out in this beautiful 62 acres of just nature. And so you're pulling back from everything, really allowing yourself to rest. And so. Um, Some of the things that we do are game nights, we eat a lot, we have a lot of fun, Um, we do breakout sessions or actual teaching sessions throughout the retreat, Um, we have at least one or two actual like sermon type services, we have campfire, we have prayer time, um, solo prayer time on our own, corporate prayer together, and um, a lot of same love time is what I call it, where you're able to just rest and take a nap, enjoy the property, do whatever you want. And so I really, really enjoy these. Every single time is completely different. I don't ever really know what to expect besides the fact that God's going to show up. Um, The beautiful thing is that a lot of people come alone and then they really, really make community with others. Not just like the, hey girl, like I'm going to just be nice because we got to be here together. But like, I mean, from night one, like they are bonded. They're up, you know, one, two in the morning, just laughing and talking as if they've known each other for a long time. And so it's just really cool to be able to to facilitate these events and to be able to host these events. And like I said, the main goal is to just pull back and rest and hear from God in in a deeper way. And so a lot of times people leave with so much clarity, so much vision, so much renewal for the next thing. Um, and so, yeah, so you talked about that Say, and singleness was my most recent retreat. And so I had told the Lord, hey, I've been single for 10 years. I want to use this season well. I don't want to just meander my way through it or, you know, just have the attitude that a lot of people have towards singleness. And I told him, I want to squeeze this season dry. I want to, you know, use it for all it's good for. And so we hosted Selah and Singleness Retreat, and it was actually for single, divorced, or widowed women, and so they were all able to be in that space together, and uh, it was a lot of renewal, a lot of healing that happened, um, a lot of encouragement to continue in this season. Um, We talked about how culture views this season versus how the Lord views this season, and so it was just a really, really great time. I always enjoy looking like looking forward to the next one and and building and planning. And so once again, that information will be available on our website in the next coming months. Um, and anybody is welcome to come. It's completely open um, until like the are booked. But I would love for anyone that's, maybe this catches their attention and may like, man, I need a break. I need a retreat. I would love to have you.
1: Oh, that's amazing. And you mentioned the ranch that you host these events on, these retreats. What state are you hosting them from?
0: Oh my gosh, I didn't even mention. Yes, Hopeville Ranch is in Texas. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Oh my goodness. I just
1: love everything that you're doing. (laughs) Such a delight and a pleasure to talk with you. Selah is one of my favorite words in the end. Bible and so I just thank you for bringing us into that and sharing a little bit more about it I want to ask you a few secrets are you are you down for that yes that's a okay oh gosh the <laughs> first one is what do you do to slow down these pictures that you shared from your last Selah retreat are absolutely gorgeous and so I do hope that you are slowing down and delighting in some of that, even though I know how amazing and fun the planning process can be. Well, what are you doing to, to slow down?
0: Yeah, so I always, Mondays are my rest days. And so I, I schedule that. I have a weekly rest day that goes into my calendar. Um, and so with that, I pull back from everything. And that helps me a lot to be able to go through the rest of the week um aside from that fun fact i really love puzzles i really love puzzles so that like sometimes that stresses people out because they're like "Uh uh-uh that just that's more work but that's like my happy place i love a good puzzle i'm an old lady inside and so i do puzzles and sudoku like the granny that i am um and so those things really uh they give me a lot of rest too i enjoy hanging out with my family and stuff as well but as far as solo time you give me that and the chosen and I'm set. I'm good. I'm good to go. That does sound like a good time. Everything but the puzzles. I'll I'll watch you. But no. Uh, my aunt used to love face. puzzles and I would just stare and be like, why? Why is this reluctance? So oh, I love puzzles. a good puzzle. And when people give me puzzles, oh my gosh, I'm in heaven. That's
1: hilarious. The next question that I have for you is, what are you reading? Or what is
0: one of the books that you recommend? Ooh, good one. So I am reading right now, Holier Than Thou by Jackie Hill Perry. So good. So, so good. I have to read like three pages at a time because my brain starts hurting. And I have to like, wait, what? Like I have to back up a little bit. so. So it's taken me a while to get through it. Don't judge me. Um, but holier than thou by Jackie Hill. Period. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite books of all times. So I am a worship leader. I've been a worship leader for like thirteen years, and um, the book is How to Worship a King by Zach Neece. N e e s e. Highly recommend. At this point, he should pay me because I recommend his book all the time. <laughs> but How to Worship a King by Zach Neece. It's a beautiful book um, for worship leaders. And then um, one more. One of my top five, uh, "Radical" by David Platt, I believe. I have it. yeah, have it right here. "Radical" by David Platt, such a go read. Okay, I am linking all of those down below. I have
1: never heard of "How to Worship a King," <laughs> so I am really looking forward to that. And I, I did not know you were a worship leader, so that is so much fun. So much fun. Yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of
0: all the other things that I do besides Christian growth, but that's for another day. There's- Yes, yes, definitely. For sure.
1: The next question that I have for you is what are you doing on a day off on these
0: other than puzzles? (laughs) What would a an ideal day off look for you? First, absolutely, I'm going to sleep in. I only get to sleep in one day a week. I am going to sleep in. Um, so sleep in. I love breakfast. Breakfast is my favorite meal of the day. So I love me a good omelet and oatmeal, and um, a long time without my phone. That that really just like helps me to like just chill. Um, if my siblings are home, I have younger siblings, so if they're home, we hang out, maybe watch a movie, or we have a nice trail at the back of our neighborhood. So we like to ride our bikes or walk back there. Um, so I I really like being outside if I can. Um. And probably topping it off with just like, um, this sounds so churchy, but y'all, I am churchy. I can't help it. I love just like watching a sermon. Like, I'm good.
1: <laughs> I like that. I do. I do. I have a book coming out in just a few short months, and I'm preparing the final details of it here so that it can release within a week. And uh, I cannot wait to get back to my sermon watching because I had to pause it you know I had to make sure that I am not allowing anyone else's words to kind of fill what the Lord may want to share and say but I cannot wait to
0: get back to my sermon watching that is some of my most fun time (laughs) it's so different like I mean I get cuddled up get my notebook and I'm set, and I'm I'm I don't be watching everybody, okay? But the people okay. watch, right, right. That's the conversation. But when I know that they have a new sermon, I'm like, oh, it's going down. Somebody else is like, this is not fun. But it's fun for me. And, and I'll aren't going out to eat too. That's fun too. But um, I'd rather just save more money, okay? I can cook. I'll just cook at the house. <laughs> well, that is so good. That
1: is so good. You know, it's so funny because Priscilla Schreier has been very open about how she's not speaking as much in the seasons where her sons kind of grow up because she wants to be so present with them. Um, And I mean, when Sis drops a new video, I'm like, oh, this is a thing. I got to schedule time. I got to be there.
0: (laughs) This is a thing. We got a new video from Bristol. Literally, I'm like putting it in my calendar. I'm like, okay, so when I watch this, nobody call me, phone go. do not disturb. Leave me alone. Leave me alone.
1: Oh my goodness we have so much in
0: common
1: this is amazing lastly what is bringing a smile to your face
0: oh so much in this season i think besides just like the i guess the obvious or maybe not so obvious like the joy of the lord and just like being in a relationship with him Mm -hmm. and just knowing that like one day i get to spend eternity with him which is amazing Mm -hmm. um I think right now specifically in this season is seeing that I'm living in answered prayers. Things that I've prayed for five, six years ago. I have prayer cards, so I get to see the prayers that I write down. And when I'm praying on that, looking at that card and I'm like, yo, he answered that. Like, oh my gosh. Like, it's such a great feeling. So really seeing those prayers get answered and, and being reminded that I was never forsaken, that I was never overlooked or forgotten. And I just want to speak to that. If somebody maybe is in a season where you're praying, you're praying, you're praying, and you haven't seen those things come to pass, like trust that the Lord still sees you. Like he is Elroy; He still sees you. He's always, always working on your behalf, even if, even if you don't know it. Um, really quick, I struggled with a chronic heart condition for 24 years. And as you can imagine, there was a lot of uh, prayers and, you know, hospital visits and and scares and all kinds of things that happened. And so through that, it can get discouraging of like, Lord, like I'm living for you now. Like I'm serving you with my life Like and I'm praying for this and it's just not going away. Like, you know, it can be similar to like, I felt like the woman with the issue of blood, like I've gone everywhere, I've done everything and nothing is working and it's just getting worse. And so then the Lord miraculously healed my body in July of 2021. It was the most amazing thing. And I like, I told him I will forever tell this story because someone needs to know that like. God still sees you. I don't know why God allowed it, even though He is revealing different things of why He allowed it for so long, and even that is amazing to see His sovereignty in that. But He just showed me I never forgot about you, like I never turned my back on you, I never overlooked you. It was, you know, I allowed it. It was part of my plan. But just be encouraged with that, like as I'm as I'm living in answered prayers now. I'm able to see like, man, God really turns his ear towards the righteous. Like God really does answer his people. Uh, it's just not always in the time that we expect.
1: That was a word. I'm saying <laughs> you shared that with us. He's so good. And you're right. It's not always within the time that we expect. You know, I am so grateful for the testimonies of healing on this side of eternity because he is still Healing. And so yeah. your warrants have
0: power.
1: power. Uh, for others of us, he may heal on the other side of eternity, but he is still a healer. And so I just, I bless God for your testimony and that you brought that in because I didn't know to ask that. That is yeah. beautiful. That's beautiful. And sometimes those things that bring a smile to our face are
0: simply the
1: opportunity that we have to live and answered prayers
0: mm-hmm. we
1: can get so ambitious and driven and continue looking around and thinking about all that's not right and how we are discontent with everything that we see but if we take a moment and look at it through the lens of prayer we will see
0: how much the lord has answered
1: mm-hmm. yeah that was, good, so that, was me.
0: Told me that you are always living you are always living in at least one answer prayer and i was like oh like that just shifted so, so much for me. Like you were always living, but now I'm in a season where I'm living in several at the same time. And I'm like, yeah, oh, dude, like, what's oh, like God, oh, God, like like it's oh, <laughs> like, oh, 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 boom. Uh, we tell y'all it was abrupt to get here, but we here, we here now, we are here. Yes, <laughs> that is so beautiful. Where, where can everybody get connected to you
1: to your podcast? All of the amazing things that the Lord is doing in your life will
0: drop all of the links. <laughs> yes. So we are on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube with the username Christian Girls Pop. And that's P-O-P, Christian Girls Pop. You can find us on our website at christiangirlspop.com. And um, you can check out the podcast on Apple and Spotify. The name is Christian Girls Pop. Beautiful. Thank you
1: so much for your Time today sis this was a delight
0: would you be so kind as to pray us out absolutely lord thank you so much for today thank you for everyone who is listening to this and i thank you that you are speaking to him speaking to them in the way that they need to hear it um lord i thank you that we are not forgotten your word says that you will never leave us or forsake us and that the promise that you've made to us your word will not return void so i pray that People who have listened to this today will be encouraged in knowing that you are in indeed with them. That you will be on their side, fighting on their behalf, going before them, but also being right there next to them. What I thank you for, um, the ways that you've worked in my life and and the testimony that you've given me. And I thank you that you are giving testimonies to others as well. That you are encouraging them. That you are building their faith right now, so that they will have a story to tell as well. What I thank you for how you just show up on our behalf time and time again. You are so faithful, you're steadfast, you're consistent. And I pray that we will all draw closer to you day in and day out, that we would not ever get complacent or comfortable with our relationship with you, but that we will always want more of you, that we will always want to go deeper. And the more that we seek you, the more that we will find you. So I thank you, Lord, for being who you are and how you are working in all of our lives. Keep us, watch over us, and we bless you. We bless you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. (sighs) Didn't that conversation
1: just make you want to get into your word? I know I can't wait to just find some time with God to study his word If this conversation helped you in any way, would you please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Audible and leave a review? It would truly help others to find this conversation. Now, in between time, I am at Candid Live and it would be a pleasure to do life with you. I'll talk with you soon. Love you.